2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
3: Championship point leader coming into tonight is back at the front of the field in Bristol. White flag is out. One lap to go for Ben Rhodes. Rhodes right up against the outside wall. He rides the
1: cushion through one and two. Cleanly off the corner. Hard on the throttle down the back straightaway. Ben Rhodes looking for checkers.
4: What a performance. He was a bridesmaid last year in this race. Not going to be
1: the case tonight. Ben Rhodes out of turn number four. He's your winner at the Penties Truck
5: Race on Dirt at Bristol.
1: It's good. It's like some validation that this team's got the total package. So so proud of them and their effort on everything we go to. Road courses, this, super speedways, they're versatile. You know, they're able to hit on all cylinders at every single track, and that's like, that's hard to do you know this is a crazy schedule and they follow it very well
2: nascar live is brought to you by lou emu maximum pain relief the official pain relief cream of nascar it works fast and you won't stink and by toyota for the latest toyota racing information visit toyotaracing.com from the mrn studios in concord north carolina here is your host mike bagley
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we're transitioning out of the dirt of Bristol and getting ready to go to red clay territory in the great state of Alabama this weekend. Speaking of Bristol dirt, we'll visit with the winner of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race, Ben Rhodes. He'll stop by. Win one of the season for Ben. We're also going to take a stroll down Talladega Boulevard. (laughs) <laughs> Buckle up for that, kids. Also, one of the four Dash for Cash participants is going to visit with us. He happens to be the most recent winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Brandon Jones will pay us a visit. Plus, we'll preview this weekend's racing action at the Talladega Super Speedway and a whole lot more. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation.
3: Kyle? Mike, the NASCAR Cup Series heads to Talladega Superspeedway this weekend, and the entry list will include David Reagan. The 2013 winner of the GEICO 500 will be driving for Rick Ware Racing for the third time this season. Reagan delivered the team's best 2022 finish of the year at the season-opening Daytona 500, where he crossed the line in eighth. In sponsorship news, fast food chain Wendy's has joined Beard Motorsports with driver Noah Gregson for this Sunday's race in Talladega to promote the company's $5 biggie bag. Gregson last raced with the team in the Daytona 500 where he finished 31st after a late race crash. And former NASCAR Cup Series champion Matt Kenseth took part in this week's Boston Marathon. Kenseth completed the 22.2-mile run in three hours, one minute, and seven seconds and finished 3,558th in a field that included 28,604 runners. Mike?
5: Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll catch up with Ben Rhodes following his big win on the Bristol Dirt Saturday, and later we'll preview the Cup Series race, the GEICO 500 at Talladega. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. For the second year in a row, NASCAR raced on the dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway. Taking home the win in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series was Ben Rhodes of Thor Sport Racing. Our Kim Coon caught up with Ben as he eyes another trip to the championship four later this season at Phoenix.
7: So, Ben, I hear you're at the Thor Sport shop in Sandusky. Was this a planned trip or are you there celebrating your Bristol win?
1: Uh, Yeah, it wasn't planned. Um, (laughs) I was supposed to be here next week, Um, but I got a text from Duke. He's like, you know what? That was pretty cool. Let's celebrate. Let's have some fun. Usually Tuesday nights are uh, taco Tuesdays, margarita nights. So uh, I think we're going to all have some Mexican food and kind of celebrate it together, which will be fun. Um, I'm actually going to um, plan to leave here and go straight on down to North Carolina after this and, and go run at Millbridge in a microbe.
7: Nice. That race, though, at Bristol, you came shooting through the field to win, like, in the closing laps. How? I, I like, watched it over and over again in your truck. I you can't even say this because it's dirt. It, I want to say it looked like it was on rails, even though you were slipping and sliding, but, like, your truck was so good.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, um, well, I was upset with myself to start because at stage one, I kind of missed pit road. So that was bad. Um, and I felt terrible about it. But now actually talking to my crew chief, he's like, oh, it worked out for the better. We got two stage wins because of that. So I'm glad he's happy because I wasn't at the moment. Uh, and there was no way that I was going to go from leading the race to, feeling like I fumbled it away and you know gave something away so I tried to dig as deep as I could and you know luckily I had an awesome truck like that makes it easy when the truck is handling good when the truck has grip and you can run different lines Thor Sport Racing just had me a fast 10 to Toyota Tundra I mean that's just the way to put it so they're gonna I mean we could work on some stuff we can make it better for sure
6: mm-hmm.
1: but a lot of what i was dealing with during the race was just simply trying to stay ahead of the racetrack um i was just i was just purely happy with the truck and and all of their efforts
7: where is the bristol sword did you bring it to Sandusky? <laughs> is it at your house what does your wife think of it like are you going to be able to display it anywhere
1: i'm going to display it loud and proud um but i it's here at the shop. It is. I, I was debating with the crew. We were joking around. We're like, we should take it up for lunch and we've got our own utensils. We'll go to like a steakhouse. And, you know, we can we can take turns cutting up our steaks and <laughs> just having fun. We're goofing around and we enjoy it. I probably shouldn't be allowed near the sword, honestly. I'm probably dangerous with it. Uh I was twirling it after the race, like uh I was acting like I was Russell Crowe from the movie Gladiator. Mm-hmm. We I love that movie. And uh I was like, yeah, are you not entertained? And the whole bit, it was awesome.
7: I love it. Well, it was your first win since Daytona Road Course of 2021. And, you know, you had been so close so many times, coming up one spot short again and again and again. So how much of a relief was finally getting that victory?
1: You know, it's funny. I didn't actually think of it as a relief, um, which is odd to say. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just kind of have this frame of mind that, Second places are cool. I don't like to finish second, but uh, like, look at the cup race. I would much rather finish second than than not finish second trying to get first, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm in a frame of mind where I'm looking at the big picture of our points. I'm looking at these eight races that are coming up and what that means for race team, what that means for truck series going one side of the country to the other, the logistics of it, looking at the morale of the team when you're back to back like that. So I try to look things through a different lens than most, maybe. And I look at all of our races this season. we ran in the top five and finished in the top five, minus the one where we got wrecked at Vegas. So I say to myself, well, we keep doing this. It'll be a matter of time before we get the win. No pressure. The minute I try to force it is the minute bad things are going to happen. So again, I look through it, maybe a different lens than most. And most people will be like, oh, it's such a relief. Uh, you know I'm just I'm trying to be more chill let's just keep the momentum going we might not win the next one but we can win some more if we just stay on this track it's gonna happen if you run in the top five in the truck series there's enough craziness you do not have to be the fastest one every week there's there's plenty of craziness you will get a win and I've learned that now over the years and early on I I didn't I didn't think that way but I do now so that's that
7: Well, that mentality seems to be working well for you. And you kind of touched on this season for you and the team, but five stage wins, 84 stage points, the most by far. Uh, You're also the points leader. Do you think that your team is the team to beat right now to repeat as champions?
1: Um, I hope so. I wouldn't. Look, here's the funny part, right? My crew was really pumped up about Bristol when they saw our speed and practice in the qualifying race, and they were all really happy. They're like, Yeah, we've got something we could go win with. And I'm like, Everybody, cool down right now. Okay. Just don't jinx it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit stitious. Okay. I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I don't like to jinx it right now. Okay. So unless we're like way, way, way ahead and lights out, I'm still not going to say that we're quick enough. And they were getting frustrated with me because they're like, Just say it. We've got a fast truck. I'm like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to say we're their favorite. I, I just don't. I There's plenty of competition in this truck series. The field is very, very, very deep. And I'm very well aware of how tough the competition is. So I'm not going to put any stock into um, trying to be the top dog. I'm going to kind of put our stock into just continuing on this path. I've got the blueprint of how to get a championship last year. We figured mm-hmm. it out. We got the blueprint. I'm going to follow that blueprint, and I want to build on it. And I think we're doing that. Um, I just don't want to mess it up. So that's my, that's my, that's my take.
7: The series now has one of these strange long breaks, uh, that is typical of a truck series season, but you don't race again until Darlington in the truck series, which that's the first week of May. So I know you're going to Millbridge to do some racing, but what are you doing with all that time off?
1: Oh well, it's crazy because since I live in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, I'm I'm traveling between Charlotte to Ohio to here. It I'm a little bit of everywhere. I do a, I do so much traveling that I've been gone now for I think five or six days from home. By the time I do get home, it'll be like going on seven, eight, nine days. So I I am gonna go home and deal with everything I've neglected. Um, the
7: lawn. What does that mean? What is that? What does everything you've neglected mean for Ben Rhodes? Is that like mowing the lawn? Uh, like bulbs. Yeah. What does that mean?
1: Uh, mowing the lawn. We've got a paving company down in Kentucky. So um, getting back in the shop and trying to help out there. Um, yeah. Mowing the lawn. We got a little farm that we've been working on. we got a few side projects that are fun that we've been, I don't know, just developing and, 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 you know, it adds some flavor to life, but you neglect those for racing. Obviously racing is the P1 priority and because of that and the fact that i'm not home uh, my wife and i actually ended up getting an rv because i'm gone so much we say you know we kind of do want to spend time with each other uh we're not we've we've only been married two years so we still like each other so <laughs> we're, 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 and i got a i got a small puppy who um i don't get to see a lot so they're traveling with me now so we'll get back and maintenance that thing to clean it all up there's just a lot of work that comes into play that you don't think about because you've been gone and traveling Mm -hmm. and it's just keeping up with things just the normal stuff of life that everybody that you kind of take for granted when you're home Mm -hmm. um but uh, beyond beyond that the boring stuff uh we plan on going to charlotte running some simulator uh going to a few interviews down there and then of course i come to sandusky about every two weeks or so so i'm here every two weeks for about three days in a row
5: Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we're heading to the party capital of NASCAR. Sir, are you
2: aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an
5: hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning.
8: At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.
2: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Talladega Boulevard has been dubbed the party capital of NASCAR, highlighting the unique atmosphere that is Talladega's infield. The infield party will be back in full force this weekend as NASCAR heads back to its biggest track, Our Jeff Striegel and Dave Moody help us understand what it's like to take a stroll down Talladega Boulevard
1: three wide Joey Logano gets caught in the middle they storm back to the trio and they're crashing
5: Kyle Bush, Joey Logano in the crash Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick gets a big piece of it Elliott brings them off turn number two now they're spinning at the back of the pack Kyle Larson William Byron David Reagan careening out of control up front movement to the outside of Elliott for the
8: lead in three
9: all right Mike yeah you're you're right there are plenty of stories that can be told and there are plenty that probably shouldn't be told but Dave let's start with some of those that can be told and I think when I think about the Talladega super speedway campground I think of fans of course and the great great people that we've met along the way and one in particular that comes to my mind is the party that we had one night over in turn number one and I'm guessing you know what I'm talking about. I, I do.
4: You're talking about the seafood people. We were we were out one, I don't know, Friday evening, Saturday evening, whatever it was, riding the, the golf cart, as we have been known to do over the years. <laughs> and there is, on the inside of Turn 1 and 2, this circle of very high-end motorhomes. There's probably 5 or $6 million of motorhomes arranged in a circle. And as we ride by... They just start screaming, "Hey, hey, MRN, we love you guys!" So, you know, being the the affable and 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 enjoyable people that we are, we slam on the brakes and back up. And it turns out this is probably a group of businessmen. I don't even remember
9: where they're from, but I think it was Louisiana. You're right. I agree.
4: And they've got a gigantic pot. And when I, when I mean when I say pot, I mean it was and tell everybody if i'm lying here Jeff. it was at least five feet tall and it was so big around that you couldn't wrap your arms around it they had a bunsen burner underneath this pot that that was putting out more btus than the sun and they had a seafood jambalaya cooking there that was beyond description was it not
9: it was the biggest pot I've ever seen, and I believe you are right. I believe they were oil, business oil men, uh, that were also big race car fans.
10: Mounting a charge on the outside is Kurt Busch in the Chevrolet. He has caught Brad Keselowski on the outside, and they will be dead even as they head up the triangle.
9: You know, that was in turn number one. Let's go to the other side of the racetrack for a minute. And really, the, uh, we go from the south of the United States all the way to the north. That group from Wisconsin, that the the guy and, and his wife owned a bar up in Wisconsin and twice a year, I think, Dave, he simply just disassembled the bar, loaded it into a trailer. They had the cooking grills that came out, the deep fryers that came out, and a bar that was, what, 30 feet long with all the bar stools, including the back bar, and they would cook for their group, and the same kind of thing happened where we're driving by one night, and lo and behold, they go, hey, Come on in. And uh, they, too, great people. But that's just an example of, of some of the great people that we've met along the way.
4: Those people didn't travel light either. I mean, you mentioned the grills. There were probably 15 of them. Yeah. The, the deep fryers, there were at least two or three. I mean, steam tables. If you walk into a, a, to a place in Vegas, a buffet in Vegas, you've almost gotten how much. And, and they just had a bunch of people and they loved to feed us and the bottom line is after we had driven by a couple of times that weekend they were offended if we weren't there for three meals a day yeah and with the with the quality groceries that they were putting out we were there three meals a day because you know we didn't want to hurt their feelings and man did we eat well and then eventually i believe the, the husband got sick and died yeah and and then they stopped coming and then the whole group just kind of came apart and we've we've never seen them again, but boy, we have some great memories. They were great
9: people. Yeah, we missed them for
2: sure.
5: Logano nails him, around goes Bowman, up at the banking and hard into the outside wall. Jimmy Johnson's there, Kyle Larson is collected in a dramatic move at the end of the back straight away.
9: I was thinking too, Dave, about, you know, we love to have good weather, but when the weather turns bad, you just got to oh, deal with it going. uh there was Damn. a tornado one night uh, and i think most people that are are listening to us right now go oh yeah i remember that um again it involved a golf cart It in- involved the golf cart being way 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 off the property and we're watching our radar or our, our app and watching the radar and we can see that we're about to get annihilated with thunderstorms and of course the tornado uh uh was nearby so you can fill us in from there uh we didn't we didn't plan very well that night we didn't plan at all
4: that night and yes we were you know we were we were trying to be optimistic and say ah you know it's all overblown and it's gonna be fine it'll go north of us or it'll go so well it didn't go north of us and it didn't go south of us but by the time we figured out that we needed to get the heck out of there we were approximately two and a half miles from our car on the golf cart and for the record the golf cart has no roof the golf cart has no windshield we are out in the open well we take off headed back to the infield and it starts it starts to rain and there's there's a saying where i come from up in vermont in dairy country it was raining like a cow peeing on a flat rock and down it came. And of course, relying completely on your top notch navigational skills, we made record time getting back to the car.
9: Well, and I appreciate that. And I do know that entire area like the back of my hand. And here's where the problem came in. If you remember, um, the uh, the folks with security at the Talladega Super Speedway had one up on us. They had already gone through and locked all of the gates that we typically use to migrate our way back to. motor racing network hauler at the time so that is what basically killed us because we'd go this way knowing we could get in we couldn't get in so we'd go that way thinking we could get in there couldn't get in there so if you remember we ended up out on the street um probably the not not the right place to be at that particular time and we not the right
4: place to be yeah
9: and we uh we got soaked that night. Um, you know, the other thing that I think of with Talladega is music um, inside the track, outside the track, whether it be the Zach Brown band playing the thousands in the infield. Uh, Tim Duggar, our friend Tim Duggar, has played there several times. Uh, the band called River played there. That's I think that's actually where we met that group um, and became friends with them for, you know, realistically the past 20 years. But music and the crowds that would come it, it, they just never disappointed you
4: uh, basically you plug in a guitar and set up a drum kit and you're going to have about 4000 people standing there saying when's it start and and we've just been you know at, at the risk of repeating ourselves we've just been so blessed to meet so many really fun cool people that that weren't there for a long time they were there for a good time and you you know you mentioned tim duggar we've gotten to know him very very well and and he's just such a huge star And, and you know a band called river they were just a group they were a group of race fans first and foremost and they came down and started playing at talladega and it was for for that group of probably four or five thousand fans that would show up every Saturday night to listen to them play, they were almost as big a part of the weekend as the racing. Saturday night with ABCR, and and they came in with the full stage and the lighting show and the smoke show and everything. And they you know, they'd pull us up on stage to pretend like anybody cared that we were there
9: to say hello to everybody. They were just awesome. We love those guys. And from there they went to Michigan and to Chicagoland and we saw them all around the circuit but of course that was a few years ago
5: more of the talladega infield experience when we return on nascar live
8: this episode is brought to you by at&t fiber and in honor of their straightforward pricing we're going to have a straightforward moment just you and me be honest when you're listening to ads like this one right here you don't just sit there ears glued and waiting to make a note of interesting offers do you of course not you're checking out your fantasy stats or catching up on the scores or doing any number of other things you want to do I get it. I'm not fully paying attention to this ad either. I've got the game playing in a little window on my laptop as I read this. It's called multitasking. And now that we're being straightforward with each other, here's something else that can be totally straightforward. Your internet. No, seriously. Because when you become a gigillionaire with AT&T Fiber, you don't just get super fast internet speeds. You get a bill that's straightforward all the way. Equipment fees, price increase of 12 months, not a thing here. Everything is straightforward the way it should be. And that's it. You can go ahead and check on your fantasy team now. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gigillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details.
5: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Back to Jeff Striegel and Dave Moody as they continue their trip down Talladega Boulevard.
9: Trying to go to victory lane here for the third time in his career. Here they come now, racing back to the line. It appears to be old Joey Logano by a car link now over Kurt Busch. You
10: know, each track has its own atmosphere. They all have, like, its own culture in a way. Like, different, there's different types of people, depending on where you go. And Talladega, no doubt, is the party track. It's known to be the party track. Uh, They promote it as the party track, right? Where it just, everyone has a big old time, especially uh, in the infield and down the boulevard and um, everything that goes along with it. So uh, I think it's great. I think it's great.
9: All right, you know what we ought to do? We probably ought to, ought to leave this little conversation with the best of them all. And And you mentioned the party. Well, you can't party unless you've got homemade apple pie moonshine. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And we never drank it. I never had any. I don't even know what it tastes like. You're a liar, but that's OK.
4: We've been blessed that a lot of very sharing, giving, wonderful people have shared with us over the years. And we had a a couple that gave us they swore it was the best apple pie moonshine we had ever tried. (laughs) And quite honestly, we, we very quickly agreed that it was. And they gave us an entire quart mason jar of this spectacular, you know, usually you get the homemade moonshine and it's kind of like lighter fluid. This stuff, it was, as you know, it was so smooth. It was like drinking an apple juice out of a baby's bottle. But, you know, obviously with more of an impact. So we're again at the end of the evening, we're driving back or during the evening, we're driving back toward the MRN truck. And with your navigational skills, we almost missed the corner. And you hung a really hard left at the intersection in the infield at Talladega. And that, that jar of apple pie, and it was like super slow motion. It tumbled off the seat and began flipping end over end out of the golf cart and both of us in super slow motion were like no and it and it hit the asphalt, shattered, and was lost forever. And to this day,
9: if you know where to look, tell the rest. The stain is yeah. there. Now what is the it's asphalt? At, well it, it may be an oil stain. It could be a stain from something else, but for you and I it will always be apple pie moonshine after we hit the speed bump going probably too fast making the left hand turn um, you know what though one thing that we do need to cover and that is their most famous little strip right down the center of the infield and that is east of Boga Boulevard and that is where the party happens and I don't know how much we can share about that Dave um, I've never you, been there we, that's what I'm saying we just Yeah. All the things we've heard, it sounds very exciting. Uh, What are some of those things we've heard, Dave?
4: (laughs) (laughs) We've we've heard a lot, Jeff, and thanks for handing the ball off here. Uh, Let's just say this. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it was a lot different than it is now. It's a good deal more family-friendly. Define that. Well, you know, it's right. better if I don't. But let's just say 25 years ago, riding down the boulevard at Talladega, there were 5,000 campfires and 7,000 stripper poles. And that's as far <laughs> as I'm going to go. And they were all occupied by someone at some time. Some of them were female. Some of them were male. As the evening went on, people, you know, it didn't really matter anymore. But it sure was a
9: lot of fun. And Mike, by the way, that is where we saw flat Baggy, And one of the rare times, Mike, that you went with us, you were there that night, we, we were all in fact, I think it was most of the Motor Racing Network crew. We just went for a walk uh, one evening to visit with the fans. And as we came walking up to one of the campers right there on the boulevard, there indeed was a flat Baggy. Mike, the parties, they never have disappointed at Talladega, that's for sure.
4: Cardboard stand up, but you were looking good that night. Really looking good.
5: 5,000 of this, 7,000 of that. Aye, 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 guys. Some things just need to stay in the Talladega infield. And by the way, flat baggy, even though it was a cardboard cutout, looking quite spelt, and that was even before the weight loss. Perhaps maybe we'll have to take another stroll through the Talladega infield this weekend. Or not. (laughs) Coming up, we'll catch up with Brandon Jones, and later we'll preview this weekend's racing action at Talladega Super Speedway.
2: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Time to talk some NASCAR Xfinity Series racing as we head off to Talladega Super Speedway for the AG Pro 300. The most recent winner in the Xfinity Series joins us now on the Zoom hotline. We're speaking of Brandon Jones of Joe Gibbs Racing. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. How we doing,
11: Brandon? Yeah, good to be back, man. We've been uh, we've been uh, riding the wind train here for, for a weekend off. We had a week off there to... Kind of soak it in and, and let that set in man and that's such an iconic trophy what a what a cool racetrack at, at martinsville to pick a win up especially for the first one of the season um and it's early man it's still really early you know i was telling myself that all year long you know you look at our stats you look at the way we've been doing we show up to the racetrack with uh lots of speed man and we've almost uh had shots to win multiple races this year and all got to line up. That's what's so crazy about this sport. And especially when you watch guys go on big streaks of winning, you know, it's like, man, that has got to work out every single weekend for you to be able to do that. And uh, every once in a while fluke wins here and there. But man, if if, yeah, if you ever get a strain of wins, it, it's really tough to come by and it's just got to line up right. So that's what happened, uh, of course, at Martinsville. But going for the dash for cash at Talladega, got a lot of things headed uh, headed our way this weekend.
4: Side by side into turn number three. Jones down low. Ty Gibbs up
1: high. As they come off turn four, Ty Gibbs gets roughed up. Checkered flag is out. Brandon Jones wins the call. 8-1-1 before you dig. two fifty.
5: Well, the most obvious question is about the grandfather clock. That is the unique trophy that you're referring to. Question is, have you taken delivery of it? Have you picked out a place for it? Give us a grandfather clock Brandon Jones update.
11: I did, I did. I drove my I drove my pickup truck to, to Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, they said that at the racetrack, they were trying to get it in the lounge of the hauler, trying to move it around, and it wasn't going in. And so I think um, we ended up, I think a lot of the guys ended up leaving their backup cars at home from Martinsville since it was so close to the, to the shop. So we ended up having some space up on top of the hauler. So I think they strapped it down where the cars normally go, um, up, in the, up in the truck. And then uh, I was able to come pick it up at the shop. It's temporarily in the house. I know I've told a lot of people that I've got a, a really cool, um, kind of like barn, dominium lounge area uh, that's going to go in at some point. Um, got some people rent that out, and so I'm waiting on uh, for, for the to take order of that. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a, a really cool place. It's going to be a, an area out there that's nothing but trophies, fire suit, shadow boxes, helmets, stuff like that that I've kind of collected over the years um, and, and trying try to make that kind of your... Man Cave trophy room, I guess you could call it. So it's going to have a cool spot for sure.
5: Well, let's talk about that Martinsville win. Uh, your fans sometimes are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. It, it just seemed like over the years that if it's going to go wrong, you're going to be right in the middle of it. You guys have been fighting so hard to win races, and you finally got one. What was the level of satisfaction like knowing that you guys have been close so many times and they've always gotten away from you for one reason or another?
11: Yeah, I don't, and you know, I don't know what it was. For whatever reason, there was a man, there was a bunch of passion this weekend or, or this past weekend racing. Um, I qualified 12th and got out mad. I'm like, that's just not where we should end up. You know, I just felt the whole weekend should have been just on top of its game. We should have been super fast. You know, I mean, that's this year, that's kind of my motto. I expect to be no worse than fifth every single weekend. If we are, we got to work on something, we got to figure something out. And uh, so that was kind of the, the energy level. Like I got out of the car and wanted to throw a water bottle, you know. Like I was just I was just angry after qualifying. And I actually ended you know, up talking to some crew guys afterwards, and they were like, "Man, like I kind of I kind of could tell like this is going to be the weekend right here. Like this gets ready, he's on fire, you know." And so um, it, it is nice like just to, just to get that off your back, right? It just changes the whole way that the team reacts, the, the way that the shop can do things. Um, we can go race much differently now you know it's still early and so it just changes so many things whenever you whenever you pick up a win truthfully this early in the season the way we did and um, yeah it's nice to finally see everybody kind of like come together and like all right man everything that we've been working for finally paid off and it's tough man when you go on a streak that you go on a year or something that you don't win races you know you, you end up you know, we're perfectionists, right? So we end up going down different paths, and we end up doing things that you shouldn't be doing because you're searching for speed, you're searching for stuff that's just not there. And you gotta uh, almost just trust the process, really.
5: Chatting with Brandon Jones, the most recent winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Speaking of uh, fuel and, and fire and whatnot, we're off to Talladega this weekend. It is the third race in the Xfinity Dash for Cash. There's a one thousand bonus, one hundred thousand dollar bonus hanging out there for Brandon, for Landon Castle, Austin Hill. And A.J. Allmendinger, we're always on the edge of our seats at Talladega. Now there's a $100,000 carrot dangling at the end of the stick. What do you make about all that?
11: Sure. Yeah, and you just mentioned the competitors that I'm going against, man. They're all no slouches at Super Speedways. We, we've seen those, you know, other uh, organizations has been really effective at Super Speedway-style tracks, and, um, you know, like, every time I go to a, a Super Speedway-style track, Talladega, Daytona, those types of places... It's, it's always the same guys every single time up front. You know, you're always, you always hear it's just the luck. It's luck if you win the race. And I don't, I don't believe that, man. I really think that there's an art to this style of racing. Um, and, and there's the same group every single time. Like I mentioned, that's up front. So there's a key to it. There is a trick. Um, we don't have many numbers at Toyota we have uh, lots of great drivers at Toyota but just not the numbers that these other manufacturers have and stuff and so you know we all sit in our meetings and we talk and and try to come up with a plan but at the end of the day man you know we we all we all want to work together I think the, the good thing of working together knowing that you have allies is that when you're making those moves to side draft and you're making those um, you know, one just to try to get to the front, you trust the guy behind you, you know, okay, that's a teammate. He's, he's, hopefully he's not going to wreck me here, you know? And so you, it takes that kind of out of your mind back there if you have a teammate. But the key is, I think, is, is jumping down in front of those guys when they all start to make moves. I mean, at some point, at the end of a stage, at the end of a race, it ends, it ends too wide. I mean, it always ends up being too wide coming to, to, to one of the checkers. Uh, never ends up single file against the top to win the race, you know. And so it's it's always you have to be one step ahead of the program to try to win this thing.
5: We always love going to Talladega. You guys always put on a great show, and we can't wait to get there Saturday for the Ag Pro Three Hundred. All the best to you, and all the best trying to pick up hundred grand this weekend in Alabama as well.
11: That's it, man. No pressure. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting down there and uh, and see what we got. That's Brandon Jones, the
5: most recent winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series for joe gibbs racing coming up we'll preview this weekend's geico 500 and later we'll have this week in nascar history
2: nascar live is brought to you by blue emu maximum pain relief the official pain relief cream of the motor racing network blue emu is family owned and manufactured here in america it works fast and you won't stink now back to mike bagley
5: We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The next-gen race car will debut at Talladega this weekend for the Geico 500. It's been an up-and-down season for many of the top names, including last season's winner, Brad Keselowski. What's in store for this weekend? Here's a few of the drivers and what they're saying ahead of the Geico 500.
3: After three weeks of short track racing, NASCAR now heads to a super speedway. The 2.66-mile track is longer than the combined distance of those three short tracks, Richmond, Martinsville, and Bristol. We will go from a beating-and-banging style of racing to something that is just unpredictable, the high-speed pack racing that Talladega presents. This will be our third taste of pack-style racing this year after the Daytona 500 and the similarities that we saw at the repaved Atlanta Motor Speedway. Alex Bowman has blossomed into a solid Speedway racer, and after a rough go of things in the Daytona 500, he's excited for some redemption at Daga. Yeah, we got stuck with flat tires and four laps down pretty quickly in Daytona, so uh, hopefully we can have a
1: better day in Talladega. I think, you know, the draft is similar but different, uh, it's still super Speedway racing, and I think Talladega is going to be uh,
3: pretty similar to Daytona, as they always are, so looking forward to trying to get some some redemption from the 500. While Bowman is becoming a good speedway racer there's no doubt that Denny Hamlin is great. Hamlin also had a tough day in Daytona getting caught up in one of the big accidents but the Virginia driver still thinks he can take lessons from speed weeks into this weekend at Talladega.
10: I really wanted an opportunity because I I I I tested there and I was really happy with the knowledge that i'd gotten before the 500 and i thought i had an advantage over the field because i had so much time with it before the 500 um and it sucks i didn't get to show it but it was um but I, but i'm confident we got to a good place yes uh, i was a little worried after the test that oh my gosh we're gonna have this style type of racing is that right or wrong uh but in the end i think that um you know we showed that you know with some time, some testing, it it put on a good show there and it probably will uh, in the next Super Speedway race.
3: While Hamlet and Bowman were both out of contention early at Daytona, Ryan Blaney found himself in contention to win again, only to come up just a little short in a last lap battle with teammate Austin Sindrick. And while the comparisons between Daytona and Talladega are plenty, Blaney still points out there are differences
10: you know, differences from Daytona to Talladega, your car is going to handle better at Talladega, just wider, got a little more grip. Uh, so we'll be running, you know, three wide more. I was honestly surprised that the lack of three wide racing at Daytona, um, seemed like you couldn't really shoot the middle as good as you could in the past, uh, for whatever reason, whether that was, you know, no one even really tried it. Um, I think it's because you just hit a, a huge wall of air and you couldn't make that move happen as good and make progress. And, uh, another part of it might have been you know guys not wanting to force the issue and, and kind of get in a wreck and then late in the race there was just no opportunities to do it so
3: well it wouldn't be a surprise if blaney hamlin or bowman gets to victory lane talladega is known to produce surprise and first-time winners in fact four of the last five winners in nascar races at talladega were first-time winners the last time we were there in october it was a victory lane that was long time coming
9: NASCAR has just announced it is official here at Talladega and Bubba Wallace has been deemed the winner of the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega. Bubba Wallace, the winner at Talladega, his first ever career win at the NASCAR Cup
3: Series level. Well, Bubba Wallace was a first time winner, It wasn't necessarily a surprise as the 2311 racing driver has become one of the best super speedway drivers in the sport. Wallace has now officially entered the conversation with drivers like Blaney, Hamlin, and Joey Logano as the guys you have to keep your eye on every time we visit these type of racetracks. Logano says he's impressed with how quickly Bubba has become an elite speedway racer.
10: It's kind of happened recently, Um, you know, and I'd say... He's a, he's a fairly patient speedway racer um, where, you know, he, he makes some moves every now and again, but most of the time he's uh, pretty patient on kind of letting the, the race come to him. Um, you know, he used to be a lot more aggressive, make moves. And a lot of times they didn't work. They weren't fully calculated um, and made him honestly fairly easy to beat. Um, now it's not quite like that anymore uh, where he's he's upped his game and, and kind of found his own niche of speedway racing um that, that works for him and he does a good job of surviving them right I and mean, that's that's the other piece that i see that he does a good job at getting to the end um which plays that patient piece
3: Will one of the Speedway elites come out on top, or will Talladega once again be sacred ground for an underdog winner? MRN has live coverage of the Arkham Ard Series and the Xfinity Series races on Saturday before Sunday's GEICO 500 caps off the weekends.
5: Can't wait to get there. You'll hear all the action right here on the Motor Racing Network. Coming up, Susie Armstrong has this week in NASCAR history. Today's
2: broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live.
5: Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to get the checkered flag on this week's NASCAR Live, but before we do, it is time to bring in Susie Armstrong for another installment of This Week in NASCAR History.
6: Thanks, Mike. 1993, Whitney Houston's third bodyguard single, I Have Nothing, was something as the platinum hit climbed to the top of the charts. Chuck Norris showcased his martial arts prowess as Walker, Texas Ranger, debuted on CBS. Funny man Conan O'Brien took over the host slot of NBC's Late Night, replacing longtime frontman David Letterman. And Rusty Wallace swapped the lead with Ken Schrader, driving on to the Checkers in the first Union 400 at North Wilkesboro Speedway.
9: genuine draft
5: Pontiac slides by Bobby Hamilton gets around the outside lane drops down low hugs the curb now and turns three and four on his way home. Rusty Wallace who has won here at North Wilkesboro in the past makes it two. North Wilkesboro wins and two wins here in the 1993 season with the victory in the first Union 400.
6: 1999, R&B girl group TLC were getting their share of fan mail atop the Billboard charts with the anthem, No Scrubs. NHL fans said goodbye to the great one as hockey legend Wayne Gretzky played his final period in Madison Square Garden. And John Andretti was at the peak of his game in Virginia, taking the lead with four laps to go in the Goody's Body Pain 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Scrub is a kind of cane, no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a kind of cane, no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to
3: holler at me.
1: Works his way out of the corner, back down the line, looking for the white flag. He will see it. Can he hold it in there? And not spin this car out or have any kind of problems as he heads to victory lane if he can get back. He settles
5: in behind Darrell Waltrip, coming up off turn number two. Final trip down the back straightaway, hoping to make a clean sweep for Petty Enterprises this week. John Andretti on his way to the win.
8: He spun out early in the race, lost a lap, made it up, came through the field, and closed from 2.8 seconds behind at 19 to go to win at Martinsville. John Andretti takes the Goody's body pain 500, his second NASCAR Winston Cup Series win,
5: gotta get gotta get gotta get gotta get
6: 2009 hip-hoppers the black eyed peas fought their way to the top of the charts with the record breaking single boom boom pow the Detroit Lions drafted Matthew Stafford before trading the Georgia quarterback to the LA Rams in 2021 where he promptly won the Super Bowl. And Mark Barton wasted no time in the desert trading paint to dominate the Subway Fresh Fit 500 at Phoenix Raceway.
11: That super sonic boom. Y'all hear that spaceship?
10: They may call him the old man, but he hasn't forgotten how to win a race. Mark Martin leads the field into turn three, has a
9: five car length advantage over Tony Stewart. Well, Mark Martin has waited for four years to go back to victory lane and claim his 36th career win, and he has done it, winning here in Phoenix, the Phoenix International Raceway. Mark Martin wins the Subway Fresh Fit 500 over Tony Stewart. And those are just some of the events
6: from this week in NASCAR history.
5: Thank you, Susie. Be sure to join us this Thursday for another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. If you've already subscribed to NASCAR Live, you'll automatically get it. If you haven't, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Also, don't forget, coming up, NASCAR Live race day, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Our thanks to Ben Rhodes for joining us. Also, our thanks to Brandon Jones for stopping by And for the entire Motor Racing Network crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well. And we'll meet you right back here next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, so long, everybody.
2: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Wesselman, Julian Council, and Trey Downing. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.